0: This is your Team Vineyard podcast. I am Pastor Kathy, and we are excited to love Jesus, grow together, and give back with you. And I am here today. I have the privilege of being here today with Michael Schwartz, who is our assistant assistant Director of Prayer and Worship here at the Vineyard Church. Mm -hmm. Michael, how are you doing?
1: Good. How are you doing, Kathy?
0: I'm doing very well. I'm excited to be here for real because with Michael, we get to talk about worship. And in my mind, Michael is an expert at worship, and you really are. (laughs) I don't know about that. I have learned so much from you. And so I'm excited that our Team Vineyard team members can learn a lot from you too today. And so for people who don't know you, share a little bit of your story.
1: Yeah, so um, I grew up in the Vineyard Church. I've been uh, at this church since I was, I don't know, three years old, maybe. That's Um, a long time. It's been a long time, yeah. Uh, My dad was a pastor on staff for a while. Pastor Clint Schwartz, he planted Lighthouse Vineyard. Um, So I grew up in the church, around the church, uh, lots of ministry stuff. Um, after I graduated high school, I spent a year in Costa Rica doing missions and discipleship stuff. And then, uh, for a year after that, I hit kind of a hard season where I ended up actually leaving the church and I you know, blame God for a lot of the issues that I was dealing with. And um, through that, I made the decision to attend what I called Jesus School.
0: Jesus <laughs> I to, School. I, like I
1: went that. to Bethel School of Supernatural Discipleship out in California, where uh, God really ignited my faith and uh, I went through lots of healing. And after that, I came back uh, to Indiana for the summer, for summer break, and I uh, got offered a part-time internship at the church, and then that turned into a full-time internship, and then that turned into a full-time staff offer to be here on staff full-time. So I've been on staff ever since. So since 2017, I've been here on staff at the
0: church. That's awesome! Yeah, we're so glad you're here. I know I'm glad I to be here. I love having you. I love that you're on staff. <laughs> Me too. Um, so a while back, I can't remember when exactly it was, uh, I had asked you to have lunch because I uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts about worship because it's an area that I don't always feel like I'm that good at worship, and so and I have watched you lead worship, and it. Uh, Has impacted me in lots of different ways, and so I wanted to hear your wisdom on worship, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on worship, so that I could grow in it, learn from your experience. And so we went and we did that, which was great. Um, We got hot dogs. We we did have hot dogs. Yes, (laughs) it's true. Little shout out to Walk a Dog in South Bend. Uh, But one of the things that impacted me that I remember so well, I can even picture the conversation. I said to you, I wasn't good at worship. And you told me, and it it still impacts my heart in a really special way. You said, Kathy, you've given your life to Jesus. That's worship. For some reason, that was like, it released me Mm -hmm. from feeling like uh, I wasn't good enough at worship or that I didn't do it very well or that I got distracted. It was a whole new way of looking at worship for me. And it mm-hmm. was honestly very freeing. And so um, so I don't know. It just kind of let me off the hook. And it broadened <laughs> my understanding, really, of what worship was. And it yeah. was so, so helpful to me. So can you talk a little bit about that? Talk about what you think worship really is.
1: Yeah, um I know whenever we had that conversation I was a little bit taken aback by your question because I really did think that you were someone who exemplified a life of worship. You um you live a life surrendered to Jesus. And so in in my mind that was what I what that's the hallmark to me of of a mm. of a true worshipper. And so I really do think that worship uh it does have to do with music because that's what how we 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 gather together communally and we worship. We use music and song. So worship music is a part of worship, but I think also there's another side of it that's the lifestyle of worship and that's a life surrendered, a life given to Jesus Mm -hmm. and just kind of giving him up everything that you are and just saying, God, here I am. All that I am is yours. You can do whatever you want with me. Send me where you want me to go. Uh, Speak into me and and prune prune my life, you know, chisel away the things that are not of you. Um, And I think it can be really easy to always associate worship with music. But again, I think that's just, one small part of what we do as Christians and living a life and a lifestyle of worship. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, worship is doing anything that takes the focus off of myself and putting it fully on God. So there's that, that's a lot more than just music. Um, if you actually define the word worship, it's the feeling or expression of reverence or adoration for a deity, and for us that's God. So anything that we do to revere, honor or adore God in in my mind and by definition is worship. It's truly worship.
0: Yeah. I love you said it's taking the focus or putting the focus on God and taking the focus off of ourselves. Yeah. Which to me just what you said it opens up the door of what worship really is, yeah and uh and still even when we talk about it, that gets me a little bit because I think I've always <laughs> been frustrated and and maybe a tiny bit ashamed mm-hmm. that I didn't feel worship the same way other people did yeah there are times when when i'm when I'm in it and i and I don't know, but it just so was helpful to me because I do think there are moments in my life where i put all of my focus on God and being able to see that as a worship is super helpful to me. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, One question I have for you is uh, for you as you have grown and developed and you grew up in this church and uh, it's been a part of your life, not just vineyard, but worship and Jesus and like over the years from whenever until now, how has your, Ability to worship changed.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a big question. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's <laughs> it's a journey. I think that we're all on a journey of discovering what worship looks like for us, and we probably won't ever figure it all out completely till we get to heaven and see what what heaven worship looks like. Hmm. Um, but I think for me, for the most part of my life, I uh, was kind of in the camp where I equated music and worship team with like. That's the end all, be all. Oh. And so, growing up, you know, I auditioned for worship team all the time and like never made it. And so, I really looked at myself as not enough or not. Uh, I hadn't quite erri- arrived yet because I wasn't on the worship team. I wasn't on stage. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And so, I think coming from that, it really God really opened up my eyes later on with different revelations and different experiences and different relationships where I, um, was challenged to think outside of that box, <laughs> that worship team is not, uh, the end all be all Christianity. You know, it's, it's yeah. just being in the presence with God is, w- is what he calls us to do. Yeah. And so over the years I've had to kind of change my focus and take God out of the box that I had put him into and take worship out of the box that I'd put worship into and really, um, expanding that and, and realizing that, um, like what we talked about before anything that I do that glorifies God can be an act of worship and yeah. it doesn't have to look like uh leading people it can look like uh real private acts of worship at home I can worship in my car I can worship uh at at home I can put on some YouTube and just sing along I can put on uh just some music and and read my bible and meditate on scripture and that's worship it's worshiping yeah. God it's focusing on him so I think throughout that journey I've I've learned a lot of um not being so me focused, <laughs> and being very learning to try to be to try to be very more so God focused and yeah. giving him glory, giving him honor, giving him praise,
0: yeah, and you talked about this a little bit already, but there's corporate worship, which is what we do here in yeah. the in the auditorium at the vineyard church. Uh, but then there's personal worship, too. And we're supposed to have we'll get to the lifestyle of worship kind of question, but, um, personal worship versus corporate worship. How do you see those things as different? And how do you, how do we as team Vineyard members embrace both of those?
1: Yeah. These two things are so different. And, um, I know coming from my, uh, Bethel out 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 of Bethel experience, they kind of keep the two really close together and they're very Mm. similar in their minds. And so when I came to Vineyard and, um, I kind of had to relearn what worship was again, you know, because mm-hmm. I had uh, different views and, and different things like that. And so um, for me, when I am uh, in a communal or like corporate worship setting, yeah. um, I think there's something that's so special about that where we're all focused on God together. There's so much unity in the room as we all just turn our eyes towards Jesus and and praise Him and, and worship Him with the same songs at the same time. And we're all kind of on the same thought process of, you know, God is worthy of our praise so that we're all just going to stop what we're doing right here right now and focus on him um and and personal worship it's it's a lot different too because uh i can kind of do what i want to do (laughs) per se i can you know i can uh dance around i can weep if i need to Mm -hmm. i can uh Yell if I need to. I can tell God that I'm angry or sad or happy or excited. You know, I, I can do a lot more of a lot more freedom yeah. in personal worship because it's really just a, it's just in relationship. It's just the intimacy with the Father. You know, I can do kind of what I feel that I need to or what He's calling me to do in the moment. And so there's a lot more freedom where I'm not focused on a room at all. There's no one around. There's no audience. It's just you know the Lord is our only the audience of one Yeah, and then, um, literally, yeah, literally yeah. <laughs> there's when no one else around personal. me. Yeah. yeah. I'm all by myself. Um, and in corporate worship, I think that it can be easy to become more room focused or, you know, mm. what is the person next to me thinking? Or what is, uh, what is the worship leader saying? Or, you know, you can get distracted by so many different things. Um, but I think that there's such an opportunity for us to come together in unity. And so it's, it's so, Uh, beautiful to me like the corporate worship expression Mm -hmm. is so beautiful because I think that we really are getting a taste of what heaven will be like I think that we're kind of, you know, warming up for the for the <laughs> the big deal whenever we see Jesus glorified in heaven together. And when we're all in heaven together, it's going to be amazing. And so I feel like we're getting a little bit of a taste of that, a glimpse of that while we're here on earth as we worship together in, in corporate times.
0: There's a verse as you're talking, I, I can't remember the reference, but it talks about uh, as followers of Christ, we're supposed to be of one heart and one mind. Mm, yeah. And I have thought about that in terms of lots of different things. I'm not sure I've thought about it in terms of worship, mm-hmm. but that's absolutely the verse that just came to my mind as you were talking. Yeah. Like when we're together, we are one heart and one mind focused on God. Yeah. And perhaps that's what uh, the Bible's talking about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah.
1: Idea. When we're in corporate times of worship and you can just feel in the room, you can feel that we're all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> we're all together. We all, we all know who we are, we know who God is and we know why he is worthy. And we're all kind of on that same uh, place together. You can feel like it's like almost a tangible unity in the room. And so I I think about that verse too. This
0: is why I love talking to you about worship because (laughs) I always get these like new revelations of what it is about. I'm not even trying to be just complimentary of you, but honestly that that's a new idea and a new thought for me in worship. And that can work for me. So one of my questions is suggestions for people who want to grow mm-hmm. in worship I remember so I did not grow up in the vineyard tradition uh, and we did not raise our hands in worship we yeah. didn't you know uh, I was gonna I was gonna say get jiggy with it <laughs> sorry I'm so old uh, we Yeah, we we just were pretty, we sang the hymns and we looked forward and it didn't mean that we didn't mean them. Right. But uh, so like raising hands in worship was a really big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Like I had to get to the place where, well, I remember sitting there um, singing and, and thinking, well, I'm not going to raise my hands be- just because other people want me to. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, And I want it to be sincere. If I raise my hand in worship, I want it to be sincere. And then I remember very distinctly a moment where God said to me, so I died on the cross for you and you're not going to put your stupid hand in the air? I think God has to talk to me that way sometimes. And I'm like, oh my word. Yeah, okay. I'm going to put my hand in the air. And yeah. now it comes way more naturally. Yeah. and it. But first it was a, a matter of obedience. Yeah. Like I'm going to do this because you deserve it. Mm-hmm. and And so that was a really big step for me. And that was several years ago now. But for someone who wants to grow in worship, what is your suggestion to them?
1: Yeah, a phrase that gets thrown around a lot in worship communities is do something that costs you. Mm. We we think about worship a lot. I mean, equate it to uh, sacrifices back in the Old Testament. And so a sacrifice is something that costs you. It's it's not the leftovers. It's not whatever you could just scrounge up. It's, it's the first fruits or the best of. Mm. And so when we are in worship and we're trying to grow in that and trying to learn more about who God is, my my advice is always just to, to look for what is the next step? What is something that will cost you today? And so um, for me right now, if I am just singing along or if I'm raising my hands, it's not super costly to me because that's something that the Lord has been working on me in my heart for, for years now. But for someone who might be new to a worship community or even to the vineyard, even just choosing to sing along and try to come into unity with what the room is doing, that could be costly. It can be yeah. uncomfortable. It can be hard. It could be you know there are so many different things that that could be and i know leah kurtz talked about this a couple of uh weeks ago or maybe a few a month ago about um Sacrifice, and it can be a sacrifice of time, you know, just choosing to show up. It could be a sacrifice of energy, you know, choosing to be engaged and yeah. pay attention and focus on God or a sacrifice of personal comfort. There's so many things that the Lord could be asking us to sacrifice. And sometimes when we raise our hands or sing out loud or, you know, anything that we do during a worship setting, you can really get so self-conscious, like, is, is someone going to think something about me if I do this or is anyone else watching me while I'm doing this? But, um, for me, that's, I think that's when we can find the most breakthrough in that area is when we choose to press in and press through and, and choose to try something that might be costly, especially if the Lord, like you were talking about obedience, that the Lord yeah. is asking us to do that, yeah. taking that next step forward and choosing to engage in worship. It, that's That can apply to any area of our life, whether that be any of the disciplines, you know, like right. reading scripture or fasting or meditating, any of those things, it can apply to any of those areas.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, okay. I'm going to go to a different question. Yeah. Uh, I read this recently, so I'm going to share this. It says, uh, to truly worship God, we have to let go of our self worship. We have to be willing to humble ourselves before God to surrender every part of our lives to his control, adore him for who he is, not just for what he has done. Worship is a lifestyle not just an occasional activity.
1: Mm. That
0: last part. Worship is a lifestyle not an occasional activity.
1: Yeah. What do you
0: think what do you think about that? And we've talked some about that already. Yeah. Um but the it's not just occasional. It's like all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. When I first heard that phrase, worship as a lifestyle, I was so confused. I was like, How can you sing twenty-four hours a day? You know, like that doesn't make <laughs> know, any I sense. Like too. can you sleep? Or, you know, like so I, I think, um, for me, when I look at that phrase and what I kind of have discovered in my relationship with Jesus is that worship as a lifestyle has a lot more to do with what we talked about, a life surrendered and choosing to invite God into every single aspect of our day, whether that be um our conversations or our car rides or into our work, into our rest. Every single moment of our day, just inviting God into it and choosing to glorify him and be thankful. I think that uh, scripture talks about entering the gates with thanksgiving and praise. And so when I can choose to be thankful for what God has given me and what God is is bringing me through and, and pair that with my uh, life surrendered. I feel like it really glorifies God mm-hmm. and we can pair those two things together and, and choose to be thankful and choose to invite God in little things like our uh, conversations and you know all the, the little parts of our days that we are intentional and mindful of where God is in this moment and what he's doing and what he's saying, choosing to listen yeah. when we don't want to, choosing to be aware of what God is is asking us to do, you know, those little God tugs. I think that just... Being open to what God wants us to do is is being surrendered and just yeah. being willing to, to do what God asks us to do.
0: Which means we have, we really do have to listen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like we
0: have to have some silence in our lives to yeah. be able to listen to what he wants us to do. Yeah.
1: It's active. We can't just sit there. We have to be intentional with choosing to listen to what yeah. God is saying to us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So at Vineyard, we liked next steps. We like to not just leave something in one place and say that was good, but what do we do with it? And so I didn't uh, – I'll let you think about this for a second because I didn't I didn't ask you this earlier, but um, like a practical next step for someone who wants to grow in worship, I thought of a couple things. So you can think while I share these couple things. Um, one is uh, – This might sound silly, but to turn the music off in your car, whether you listen to worship or listen to something else or Mm -hmm. listen to books on tape, to turn it off and just sing out loud, whether you have a good voice or not, just offer that up to God. We all drive places. And uh, if you have a family, maybe do that with your kids in the car. Mm -hmm. So that could be a next step, like say, I'm going to try that. Or uh, maybe this kind of made me think of it what you were just talking about starting a thankfulness journal. Mm -hmm. We worship God by being thankful. And so maybe write down for a week, write down five things we're thankful for and and then uh, worship God through that. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other practical next steps for people?
1: Yeah, I think that um, something that I think would be a great next step is um, maybe just even adding this to your To the weekends when you come to the church is um, when we are in times of of corporate worship. To instead of just uh, singing along, and you know, because it's it's fun to sing sometimes, or it's great to sing along, but just really just to focus and take a moment on what the songs are saying, Mm. because I think that a lot of the songs that we sing are. They're super rich. They're full of, of scripture and they're full of uh personal testimony and declarations of who God is. And so just to really focus on what we're singing, and even if that means to stop singing for a moment, and it means just oh, to yeah. focus and just kind of uh, focus in on what the room is singing together about God or to God or with God. And um I know that one that comes to a song that comes to mind that we do a bit here is is Washed is one of the songs that we've a newer song. And it can be kind of confusing cuz it says that we are washed by the blood of the lamb and that's not a very clear picture you know we yeah. we aren't physically washed by the blood but just to think about what that means for you specifically and how we are spiritually washed by the blood of Jesus and and kind of take what we're singing and kind of bring it into a more personal place and 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 invite god into a conversation of like God, what does that look like? Like, am I washed by the blood? Am I living in Your will? What What do I need to do? What's my next step? How can I glorify You in this moment or with my life or this week even? <laughs> how can I glorify You this next week or how can I be more intentional about um, living a life that is washed by the blood of the Lamb? Or you know, and that's just an example. You yeah, can do it with any It's song. a great example. But just being more intentional with looking at the words of the songs that we were singing and, and make those a part of your life. Take those on as maybe even as challenges of how I can become more like Jesus or how I can live more like how he would want me to live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of another practical thing. I think sometimes we get used to sitting in the same place at church around <laughs> the same people Yeah, and that's important. Community is important. I'm all for that, but maybe, a next step could be sit in sit on the other side of the church. Yeah, for sure. And and that potentially could bring our level of focus to a different place. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we're not focusing on the people around us. Yeah. We're just kind of in a different spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought about that.
1: Yeah. Changing up the routine is always great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> making making church and making worship not so much part of a, a checklist, but making it really intentional, I think, was always would always be helpful. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else that is burning inside you that you need to say about <laughs> worship?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't think I do anything burning right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Uh, I did. So prayer is another part of mm-hmm. your job description. Yeah. So I really was going to end there just for a second. Yeah. But uh, worship and prayer go together. Can you talk? A, I, I think it makes sense that they go together in your job description. Can you tell us how does that work together for you?
1: Yeah. So. Um, we are actually still exploring this. What this looks like, we we've always talked about a partnership between prayer and worship, and so we're we're still exploring what that looks like. Um, but we're we're actively trying to figure out. Because we really do believe that prayer and worship go hand in hand, and that uh, when we sing worship songs, what we're really doing is we're we're putting prayers to music. Yeah, all the all the songs that we sing are really they're really prayers. Even if we're we're glorifying God or we're focusing on ourselves or we're declaring our personal testimonies, those are all prayers that we're really speaking to God. And so. Um, trying to bridge the gap between prayer and worship is it's really fun in the ways that we've tried. You know we've tried different things like having, uh, the worship team. We now join together with the prayer team in our pre-service prayer. And yeah. it's been amazing to, to partner those two things together. Um, we're, we're trying something new with the worship team and prayer teams called prayer sets, which is, it was brand new thing for us. Um, trying to figure out how to, to kind of marry the two concepts of prayer and worship and, and glorify God in that way. And so, the two really do go hand in hand because, you know, I'm a firm believer that anything that you can pray, you can sing, and anything that mm. you can sing, you can pray. Because that's it's just what it's on the overflow of our hearts, you know. And yeah. so that's what our prayer and our worship and our song can be. So for me personally, I'm exploring a lot of how can I glorify God by worshiping or praying off the page, you know, like how Tell, can what I what does that mean? Uh, just it mean like, um, how can I um take what God has done personally in my life and turn that into a prayer or turn that into a song and be more intentional about, um, that personal connection with Jesus, you know, that who he's been to me, what he has done, how he has been faithful, how his promises have always been kept. And, you know, just trying to, to learn more about God and, and glorify him in any unique way that I can.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just kind of threw that last question in there, (laughs) uh, this has been great. I yeah, love talking to fine. you about this, Michael. Yeah. It uh, it always inspires me and it always helps me um, be a better worshiper. <laughs> so Team Vineyard, I hope that you've gotten some really great nuggets about worship, about prayer from this conversation. And uh, yeah, we're really glad you joined us. If you see Michael in church, you're welcome to ask him more questions <laughs> about worship and prayer. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us today and we will see you this weekend. Mm-hmm.